This episode is brought to you by the new true crime docuseries, American Nightmare, only on Netflix. In 2015, the Vallejo, California Police Department received a strange phone call about a kidnapping. But when the truth is stranger than fiction, you won't know who to trust or what is real. A fast-paced true crime thriller with cliffhangers at every turn. Watch American Nightmare now, only on Netflix. Day four of my exclusively adult virgin voyage. I've come to discover a new version of me. One that prefers relaxing on my private balcony hammock without a co-worker in sight. Instead of staring at them on a video call from home, much prefer. Come set sail on an award-winning adult Sony voyage. To learn more, visit virginvoyages.com or contact your travel advisor today. Now we're voyaging. Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel to boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What did we say? What did we do? Yeah, it's just me. What are we apologizing for? Nobody on the Garden Report yet. Josue Pavone coming up shortly, I have been told. Um, Had to relocate. There was some rock and roll music going on at the Garden. Um, I'll also apologize. I'll apologize. I'll apologize on behalf of the Celtics tonight, uh, who also chose not to show up tonight. Yeah, it's a solo John Zanis show. Let's go. How long can I take this? I bet I can. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of listening to myself already. Um, Joe Sway, once I get a thumbs up from you, I'll bring you in. But here we are. Yup, here he is. He's ready. Uh, Bobby Manning is there. Jimmy's off. Uh, Sherrod is off. Kristaps Porzingis is off. And the entire Celtics starting lineup was off tonight. They chose to sit this one out for the second time. And I can't remember when the Bucks game was, but no show against a team. A, a real like, oh, let's see what these guys got. Can't wait to see the Celtics versus the Bucks. Nah, forget it. I'm not going to play tonight. They did it again. But this one was weird because there was no there was no excuse, right? There's no back-to-back. Granted, Porzingis doesn't play and Porzingis is valuable. But, man, the Celtics got punked tonight. Uh, it, this is as bad as they've looked. Uh, and this is the worst beatdown they've had. It's the first time they looked legitimately overmatched, like they played a better team. The Milwaukee one I thought was fluky. This just legit looked like they just got beaten by a far – tonight it looked like. Tonight. Just tonight. And I know they played the Clippers earlier in the year, and it wasn't the exact uh, you know uh, same personnel uh, in that game as well. But uh, yeah, it's the Boomer Hour. Let's do the Boomer Hour. Joe Sway's here, but I'm I'm getting a kick out of watching Joe Sway laughing at me going solo right now. So I just decided to keep going. But I could bring him on. I could end this right now. Okay, I could end this right now, but I won't. We can go another minute. No, we'll bring on Joe Sway here. We'll add him to the stage. What's up, my man? Yeah, that was the most uh, <laughs> that was the most John Zanis apology game I've ever seen. And I'm sitting here like, wait, wait, wait. There's no way. There's no way after a blowout. 
lost that he's apologizing. I'm like, for what? And then, of course, it was, no, you're apologizing on behalf of the Celtics. Very well done. On behalf of you guys not showing up. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I will apologize here. Um, But, yes, so, uh, look, it's, again, I get it. Everyone shut up. Seriously. I get it. Okay? We know every team has this. The Denver Nuggets recently lost by 40 points to someone. All this happens. It's the NBA. You see good teams, no shows all the time. It's perfectly normal. It doesn't mean anything. I get it. 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 But if that's the case, then there's no show and there's nothing to talk about. So what are we going to sit here and for an hour just be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know. Does it matter? I'll ask you first. And I'm going to, yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm screaming into my you know what? You're going to carry this one solo. Go. You tell me why it matters. OK, this is why it matters, John, because uh, when you perform at this level without Kristaps Porzingis, like that scares me. And, and that's not to say that he's going to be out for a long term. You know, we're not talking, at least that's what Joe Mazzula told us. But that's not the point. I mean, I want to see the Celtics team play at a high level with or without Kristaps Porzingis. You know, I don't want it to ever be a, a night where it's like, oh, this is this is the version of the Celtics going to show up now that Chris Porzingis isn't isn't around, you know. And I think the, the the Clippers fed off of that. I mean, listen, this is one of the better teams in the NBA. These guys won twelve out of their last fourteen games since that loss against the Celtics, which of course happened without Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, they're a different team when he's in the lineup, but they presented so many problems for the Celtics because of that star power from Kawhi Leonard for starters, right? You also have the athleticism, which I thought defensively they're playing these guys man to man. I mean, they, they, you had people. You had defenders staying in front of Tatum and Brown, you know, with, with ease, essentially. You know, putting up a wall, challenging these guys they, they to say, look, if you're going to beat us, you beat yeah. us for the perimeter. You're not coming in the paint. We're not giving up any they high percentage shots. And they made it really hard for them. And when they did take shots at the rim, I, they weren't great shots. A lot of those were off balance, flips over their head. Tatum yeah. got the basket strong. Everything, I mean, Holiday Credit had the Clippers, nice man. left-handed finish. But, like, everything yeah. Brown threw up there, he flipped it up. Holiday had some wild... Uh, you know, uh, you know, shots that uh, really didn't have much of a chance of going in. They were just flinging it, and then just ice, ice cold. Look, you know, you want to talk about the Clippers beat them. The law of averages beat them as well. You shoot fifty-five percent one game. You know, the bill is going to come due, um, and, it, and it came due. Uh, it came due tonight. And but again, John, this is the Clippers playing them straight up. I mean, let's face it, they didn't force a bunch of turnovers. What? So let's finish with eight in this one. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of like, oh. Trap Tatum and, ta- and Trap Brown. No, it was just straight up man to man. Take away their space or, or stay in front of them, you know. And guys did that, you know. W- without Porzingis, it's just they're a different team. And I feel like the Clippers they they knew the game plan. They they knew you know how to how to make the Celtics look vulnerable, and they did throughout the entire night. They made them look so again. I, I know you see this too. When the Celtics look bad, they can look really bad. And again, I understand this applies to a lot of other teams too. It's that live by the three, die by the three approach. And I'm not going to sit here. I, I, 99% of the comments just way while I'm in here is Missoula, 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 Missoula. They're not going to win as long as Missoula is a coach. Missoula ball is going to be the end of them. It works in the regular season. It doesn't work in the playoffs. You know, what happens when you go cold? We get it. We get it. The entire league plays this way. Okay, they do. But you're right. The Celtics are a little bit we in the past have been too reliant. Porzingis is the great game changer, the equation changer for the Celtics. It gives them an inside presence, gives them an element that's really difficult to defend and makes it so it's not that same predictable offense that they've run back the past couple of years, which is if the threes fall, they win. 
I mean, last year was ridiculous. Plus plus 40%, they win. Under 40, they lose. Like, automatic. It was just, you know, or not lose all of them, but the percentage was crazy. It's not the same team this year, so this really does heighten how much they need Chris Depps. But there is concern of, like, you know, how sustainable is this in the playoffs when the defense ratchets up and, and X, Y, Z? And every time you have games like this, it'll be like, well, this is what Robot Missoula wants him to do. And if, you know, and so again, I'll ask you, fair or not fair? And I'm not making excuses. The rest of the, this is how the league plays. The league loves driving kick, they love the corner threes, you know, and, and this is this is the But the Celtics again, I always feel better about them, Josue, when they're able to generate their own easy baskets, right? Um, excuse me, only on the three, it's much, much harder. When, you know, a night like this, it makes it almost impossible. Right, it does, especially when the ball isn't, you know, moving the way it does, you know, when the Celtics are really, but it's that equal opportunity offense that we've been seeing where guys uh, are getting those open looks. You're looking for those that open that open shot. I just think they, they didn't do it as much as, like, as the Clippers. You know, I thought the Clippers took that away from them. And maybe that's, again, credit the Clippers for their defense, but you wonder in terms of executing on the offensive end of the floor, what kind of schemes and different tactics that Joe Mazzulla can input when when um, Chris Porzingis is not in the lineup? You know, I wanted to see more adjustments in that second half, especially. But when you have a team just straight up taking the Celtics' lunch money the way they did in that third quarter, like coming out of halftime, you're like, well, I don't think these guys have enough. I mean, clearly they didn't. I mean, before it got out to a 30-point deficit, but even before that, you just didn't see – uh, you didn't see that 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 switch, you know, that that change in, in their offensive approach. And you know, the closest thing to it was Tatum going straight to the hoop right out, you know, right out of the gate to start the second half. He ha- uh, he makes a contested three, not a terrible shot, but a good you know good take. And the Clippers just went right back into their run. And I thought this defense is just uh, heading back. Transition D was awful. I thought the Clippers did a really good job of pushing the ball, um, controlling the pace. All the stuff that Missoula is, is usually works in his team's favor it just wasn't the case, especially in that second half coming out of halftime. Yeah, and I don't know if this number is good, uh, but uh, ten and two, uh, I would believe that. I would say, uh, and again, Joe Sway, I don't know what's going on behind you, but it sounds like you're like at the mess hall and everybody just came in to eat or something. So, no, it's like uh, the whole like half the beach is all wants to have a conversation. Right <laughs> but yeah, they, they usually don't do this. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we'll we'll hang on there and we'll hope that it thins out a little bit. Um, you know, and I'll just filibuster and we'll go back to the solo Xana show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, is we can go a lot of different directions with this, but they have one without KP. And I mentioned this, you know, I put it out in a tweet and, you know, I got yelled at a little bit, but, um, but, uh, you know, last four games against the other teams with the best records in the Eastern conference in the, in the NBA, Blowout losses to the Clippers and the Bucks, and a close home loss to Denver, uh, and a and an overtime win where they came back without Porzingis against Minnesota. Two of those three games, uh, two of those three losses, Chris Epps Porzingis did play. And again, it's a small sample size, but these are the teams, right? These are the teams that you're going to play. It's also, you know, wrapped around a couple of uh, Pacers losses too, and you're seeing uh, against some better competition uh, that they've kind of run into, um, you know run into you know i wouldn't say a wall but they're running into some resistance oh, yeah. um, especially a team on the second half of back-to-back man that was yeah it's impressive yeah so i mean again so you didn't the, there was no excuse for them to come out and suck the way they suck tonight but they <laughs> they sucked and everyone's mad everyone's really upset <clears throat> i'm not going into we're frauds i'm not going into this team is soft i'm not doing any of that stuff 
but you see where you can you when you see where you can be vulnerable sometimes uh and you know the clippers made you look like expose some weaknesses tonight yeah yeah they did in a big way and again especially with without porzingis and um just to uh, let you know what's going on tatum spoke already i mean that's how fast this thing is that's why uh half the media is already back yeah. which is surprising this, this is the quickest post game i've ever seen uh bobby will give us the latest uh, i'm sure he's still finishing things up in the locker room but I've never seen anything like. That. Have you? I mean, that's that was that. that no, was I know. Cool. Ahmed had told me. Um, oh, he told you? Yeah, I, have, I was like, that, that's that why I was so confused. Already. I'm like, why is everyone here right now? But yeah, they, they spoke already. So um, I'm sure they just want to put this in the rear view. Obviously, considering the uh, the longest home stand of the season just kicked off, so it's off to a to, to a rough start. But you know, you, you look at um, how this team's going to bounce back Monday, Tuesday. I'm almost hoping that Porzingis isn't active to be honest with you, John, because I want to see this team get, figure this thing out without him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Fix it. And then obviously down the road, you know, you got a big matchup against the Lakers Thursday night, but no, as Bill Belichick would say, you know, onto the Pelicans, which is Monday, uh, the first half of a back-to-back. I want to see the Celtics win both of these games. Like the, the, the response from this type of performance, uh, I think it's going to speak volumes as to where they're at mentally right now. And what I mean by that is um, not that they're quote unquote checked out or whatever, but that, I just finished doing an episode with Max today saying that these guys have just reached their stride. I mean, you, I want to, I want to chalk this up as a one-off, but again, uh, as other teams kind of get that second time to face the Celtics team and without Chris Porzingis, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond because obviously this is, um, this isn't the first time the Clippers faced the Celtics and uh, they clearly fixed a lot <laughs> compared to what we saw on December 23rd against the Celtics. Yeah. Now, again, of course, no, no Kawhi Leonard is a big part of that one. But still, the Clippers. No, I mean, they stomped them. They, they stomped, stomped them, man. And, yeah. and again, to the the streak that they were on heading into this one, in on the second night of a back to back on the road, that's impressive, man. They, they, um, yeah, man. Look out for the Clippers for sure. I, I don't know if they're if they can win the West, but which is obviously the only way that they, you know, these two teams would meet in the playoffs. But man, they they provided they they had a lot of they, they just gave us a lot of issues, man. A lot of fits. And again, it's the yeah. star power, it's the athleticism, it's the the, the defense, it's that tough. You know physicality that that I think really did the Celtics in. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's go down the line. I I don't want to go player by player because they all they all were bad. But I will just say if I'm following only the chat in terms of who the chat um, most of their ire is directed towards. Um, Missoula won. We kind of talked about it, and I think the Missoula ball thing, while interesting and potentially relevant, um, is. Uh, also kind of a tired conversation. We've had it a bunch of times, and I think every time they have cold shooting nights, we bring it up again, and I think we're just kind of saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, if you're deeply concerned by it, I get it. I know there are a lot of people who are, when it comes playoff time for sure, that it could be a thing that could be their undoing, and you see them go cold like in a series against the Heat, uh, and you lose to an inferior team, and then all of this talent and all of whatever you were doing was wasted because – you play one way and that way didn't work for this small sample size of games. And that's that your season's over. Um, but I don't think we've seen that from them this year. I think we've seen them win multiple ways. Um, though I still would like to see more easy baskets. Uh, I'll, I'm always, always, always want to see that. But the next guy on the list, Josue, that's catching a lot of heat right now, Luke, but Luke just gets, you know, that's not fair. Luke's just getting, 
He should be catching strays. He's not. He shouldn't be catching directs. Exactly. Exactly. It's more strays. <laughs> He's catching strays. People. I don't know why. Just because. Whatever they did. But uh, it's because uh, he's not Porzingis. Okay, clearly he's not, guys. Sorry. It was. It's Al. Um, where people are kind of because uh, again, you see him start, you see him be totally ineffective. Mm. It kind of makes you re- realize and remember and appreciate, obviously, what Porzingis brings. And then nights like this, you know, uh, you know, the chat, the entire chat is Alice cooked, Alice cooked, Alice cooked. I'm not ready to go there either, but I do definitely think, um, bench is perfect, you know, and I don't want to bring Bobby out here and say, like, why did you lobby for him to start? He's so perfectly suited to be coming off the bench here. But it does, you know, a, a game like this kind of highlights where, like, whoa, thank goodness you've got this because Al really is meant to come off the bench and do his thing and play defense and, you know, play smart. And, you know, but tonight was a rough one. Yeah, man, it's one of those nights where, um, you know, you, you, he's not facing the – secondary defenses you know you're in there with the starters and this is a, a team that was hungry you know i feel like going into this one again you know with the, the streak that they've been on considering what happened in la the last time these two teams met um it was a tough matchup for him especially up front man uh credit to uh, you know between Plumley and, and, and daniel tice man they, they didn't make anything easy for the celtics in terms of the screening uh, freeing up their guys rebounding i just felt like especially in transition now was at some points, huffing and puffing, it seemed like, you know, just couldn't find his offense. And, and, and even in the attempts that he took, they just – they didn't look great. What was it, four three-pointers? Yeah, zero for four, you know, uh, another missed shot from inside the arc. Um, just couldn't find his rhythm at all. It just goes to show you, man, so certain particular matchups, man, uh, when he's in the starting lineup, it, it really thins out what you have coming off the bench. And this is a perfect well, example no of that. Presence. There's no interior presence when he's not knocking down the Because he's forced to be that guy, right? Yeah, that's a good point yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and look, people can say what they want about Cornette, but this is one of the, one of his better performances, if you ask me. Um, he was, he was um, you know, instrumental in, in just trying to disrupt the, the, those, those lobs, you know, when Clippers got really comfortable with just uh, – there was someone just – readily available to catch an alley-oop. Uh, I thought he disrupted a couple of those. Uh, he finished down low as well. Was there, he had 12 points in this one or 11 points, uh, five rebounds. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty solid coming off the bench, but when, you, um, when you're when you missing so much up front in the, in the starting five, uh, we, you know, when Al's having such a rough night, Clippers took advantage. They took advantage for sure, and, and that, that's part of the reason why I think uh, Cornette got, got stuck uh, in the paint when he we sh- shouldn't have been when he got dunked on uh, in that fourth quarter, which at that point the game was already done, but – Cornette, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cornet seven two going on six two. Um, sometimes when he's down there uh, by himself in the paint, but uh, these guys can fly, I, man. You saw what Terrence Mann did to to Drew Holiday, man. He dunked on him like it was nothing. And, yeah. So man. I would, I would, um, I, I didn't get the Al uh, hatred because he is, you know, he's he's you know one hundred and thirty seven years old. And I just don't think it's fair. Minus one hundred, you know. yeah. Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, one hundred forty three years old. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but the, the like, look, and, and Tatum was okay. Brown was brutal. Yeah, I mean, again, you're going to pin it on the guys who got to get you there. You know, White definitely has cooled down since everyone was like, this guy's an all star. I know. Like, he's not helping yeah, his case right now. He's great. He's great. But um, he's definitely cooled down a little bit. Holiday's been great in terms of knocking down the three, but you know he he had a bad game tonight too, and Brown was terrible. So I mean, 
They were terrible. They were terrible. I hate that version of Brown, too, man. Oh, you know, it wasn't even like I'm not, oh. I'm not allowed to go there when I do it's an agenda, but he was he was terrible tonight. Oh my yeah. goodness. They were yeah. all terrible, but he was one of them. <laughs> yeah, he oh. was. He was. Uh, you know, this Tatum, all that it was ended up with a minus 32. You know, I mean, he was kind yeah. of stuck in there when the game got ridiculous. Um, you know, when the game really got stupid. Yeah, I thought he was trying to get himself ejected, man, but I think that was just a pure reaction as to, like, he was like, what? What now? Like, <laughs> like, can I get something? I mean, granted, the tech, the, the the reason why he got it was just the classic, you know, hands in the air. I mean, referees are now, they're just, if they're feeling a certain type of way, they're just going to slap him with a technical foul. And, uh, you know, the way he was arguing, I thought he might get himself tossed. But, yeah, it's one of those games, man. I just feel like uh, when you needed just at least uh, that one run that could bring – Give this team some life in that third quarter. It just never came. And then you start thinking to yourself, are the Celtics going to score 40 points <laughs> before the end of this? Or no, in the second quarter, rather. Uh, and then going into the third, again, Tatum gets out that quick five, those five points in like two minutes. And that was the only sign of life, I feel like, we saw from the Celtics in that third quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Awful. Awful. Awful all the way around. Man, but these Clippers, they look so... They, they were happy, man. I think it's one of their favorite wins of the season for sure. <laughs> like I've never seen these guys, and and yeah. you know, you, I'm thinking about what Ty Lue said because I asked him about this uh, terrific run that they've had ever since that loss against the Celtics, and he's like, "Man, it's it's those guys, the stars, figuring out how to play with one another and figuring out what works best and exploring particular matchups." And then an hour later, that's exactly how they executed offensively, exploring matchups that they knew would work in their favor and, and just playing really smart basketball and taking care of the ball as well. Um, and then the defense, you know, to me, it was, was, was really the difference, uh, the, the way they defended. And Kawhi Leonard hitting some tough shots, but it wasn't just him. It was a lot of these guys, you know. Yeah, no, I, uh, we might have some post-game sound. Uh, do we have it? No, we're going to hear from Joe Mazzulla in a little bit here. Um, yeah, Amit's working on it now. As the Celtics. Oh, yeah, you got, you got eyes on Amit? Yeah, yeah, I got eyes on Amit right now. I got eyes on Ahmed. Uh In the meantime, I don't know what he did, but uh, I just gave him one of these, and this room is quiet down tremendously. <laughs> so good looks, Ahmed. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to let you guys know, FanDuel NFL Weekend Conference Championship Sunday is yeah. the action. <clears throat> I'll tell you what I think is going to happen, but I actually don't know what's. I got to think about it first. But uh, you're trying to influence some bets right now, John. I'm trying to influence. People while I'm bets. thinking about it, you guys run over and sign up at FanDuel.com/slash/Boston. The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, 
Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GAMBLINGHELPLINEMA.ORG or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Josue, who do you like? Man, you mean like for the for the Super Bowl or just talking about the AFC? It, 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 there's two games tomorrow. No, I know, but I'm saying like you're asking for one matchup or you're just saying like who's going to win? Who do you like? What do you like? Chiefs, Ravens, who do you like there? I'm going Chiefs and then I'm going to go – I kind of want to give it to the Lions, but we'll see. I love it. Chiefs, Lions, Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen, but I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I support that. I would say I thought all year long uh, that the Niners were so far and away the best team in the NFL, but then you just see those games when Purdy just doesn't have it. And when that happens, they can really come down to earth, but I'm still going. I'm going with the boring picks. I'm going with the Niners uh, and uh, and, and the Ravens, even though I hate betting against Mahomes. I'm a massive Mahomes uh, fan. So, uh, you know. But I don't think so. <clears throat> I think it's going to happen. And honestly, everyone wants to see it. Lions shocking the world. Absolutely. Let's bring in. You think he'll have, have that dynasty like Brady did? I don't know. Like I, I said it on the last show, I think he's already the second best quarterback in the NFL, in NFL history. Um, and he's only going to add to that resume. But he's I, I've never seen anybody like him in my mm. life in terms of just how he plays. It's just amazing to me. Um, Bobby, tell us something. Get, you know. Anything. Yeah. What's what? Especially the press conference. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. They went missed shots as, as you expected them to, and we got good looks. Did we get good looks? Yeah, in the first half. <laughs> now, the third quarter was a problem. There's no doubt about it. And even Joe acknowledged that uh, turnovers, missed shots, missed layups. I think they shot like 40. Had the number 14 to 32 around the rim. Through three quarters, forty-four percent. About so, layups, huh? Why don't you ask me about layups, Bobby? Yeah, so Did layups were a big, layups were yeah. a big, big problem in this one. They call them layups, but I thought a lot of them were not great shots. They got close to the rim and really weren't all the way. Just they forced them up. Weird force ups, flip ups. Really not. It it'll say within five feet, but a lot of those were not quality shots. Yeah, for sure, and well contested too by the Clippers defense. Yes. Uh, Clippers. I think this does qualify as a game where you can say a really good team on the other side played incredible uh, and just completely destroyed you in this one. Now, just like, you know, as we talked about after Thursday, John, the shooting was ridiculous, but it still would have been a really good convincing win, even without the historic shooting in that game. This still would have been a pretty bad loss, even with a little better shooting uh, that would have made it closer in the end. So, you know, you still take 
away several things from it. The switching still bothers this team. They've gotten better at, against it in spots, but against a team like this where you have size at every position, Jason said to me uh, that it wasn't quite clear where to attack on this defense, and you saw it. Like, were you going to go after Terrence Mann? That was probably the most likely candidate there. But especially if you're trying to post up, even Harden's not a mismatch in that sense. He's pretty strong if you're trying to attack him on the block. Probably could have put him in some actions, but the Clippers were doubling on the ball, bringing a guy down to that uh, you know, roll man, whether it was Horford or Cornette. And they toss it to the corners, and they miss those shots a lot. I thought Holiday especially got some really good looks in the first half there. So, you know, decent passing. Overall, the turnovers, they're still a little too high uh, for the team right now. And then, of course, you got to finish better at the basket and get to the free throw line more often. They only went to the line 10 times in three quarters there. So, you know, you can hold them to a tie standard, John. This is the kind of team you're going to see late in the playoffs that's able to be disruptive against you, that's able to do some weird things defensively that don't allow you to get the shots you would ideally want. And, and we've talked about this, you know, especially the – I think it was Ball Don't Stop, John – uh, the Twitter account there that kind of went on a tirade against what this team's going to look like in the playoffs. A little strong, obviously, given how well they've played and so again, far. And again, you're ignoring the Porzingis factor, which changes that dynamic yeah. a little bit from years past, right? For sure. And if they're, yeah. if they're fully healthy in this one, they're a lot more competitive. You know, there's going to be some mismatches down low, yeah. even against strong post defenders that he's just able to shoot right over. And Horford doesn't give you that. Cornette tried to go to the post up a couple times. Didn't go great. <laughs> so you just didn't have that dynamic in this game. And that, along with offensive rebounds, uh, which they got a lot of in this game but couldn't turn them into points ever, uh, those two factors have kind of balanced them out on some bad shooting nights. And in this game, they weren't able to find points in any other manner. Yeah, um, They couldn't get out on the run either, yeah. really. Nope, not at all. And I, and, I, and I know Joe said it. One of the things that he said that I saw you and a bunch of the other reporters tweeting that, <clears throat> the bad offense really impacted their defense uh, tremendously because it was just hard to recover because they're just missing so many shots. And for, for what it's worth, the Clippers weren't really hitting that many early either. No, it was 6-5, um, like late into the third quarter in terms and, of threes. Both, they were both horrible from three in the first half. So, um, you know, it really was, as you said, the third quarter there, which is frustrating because you kind of got a pass playing that badly in the first half and still being within striking distance. And then you just you just – went dead silent. I forget what the stretch was, but it was about 540, almost six minutes without a basket on a 20 nothing run and lights out. So here's Joe talking about uh, getting their asses kicked uh, by a good team on their home floor. The character of your team. I think, like I said, it's more about balance, right? And so to me, there's no coincidence that uh, the two extremes happened one after another. And I think those can be gifts when you look at them properly and uh, keep you balanced and keep you humble and uh, just keep you in check. Right? You know, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. And I think it's important. Um, and, you know, we always talk about, like, uh, adversity. Um, but it's over, adversity is always looked at as a, uh, like, something negative happens to you. But, like, to me, one of the hardest things to do is, like, win consistently, right, all the time and handle success. And uh, that's just as hard as handling losing is being able to handle success, right? So uh, I think regardless, you just uh, you focus on the character of your team. And, uh, you know, our guys will be – they'll bounce back. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't disagree, right? Um, yeah, especially that and, adversity take. Yeah, you can absolutely learn from it. Um, I, I don't disagree at all. Um, but yeah, I, I've also heard them say, like, oh, we don't even think about it. We just flush it. So I think whatever kind of plays here is fine. But, I mean, that's that's 
that's reasonable, you know, uh, you know, reasonable from Joe. That's kind of the point, right? But you, you do hope it's a little bit humbling, right? And you know what? We're victims. We do it all the time. I mean, geez. Um, you know, we the last game, we're like, this team is the greatest thing. And, you know, and fans do too. And then, you know, they, they lose this one. And it's, you know, this team's never going to win as long as Joe's the coach. And Al is cooked. And Brown is a $300 million mistake. So, I mean, we flip fast, you know, on these things. And you're right, getting high and low. And again, it's what Boston sports fans do, overreact to everything positive and negative. But you wonder how the players process these things. Do they just self-doubt creep in or are they able to kind of wipe it? And, and they're wiping on. it. This I think they're able to wipe it. Yeah. 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 Where I feel like last year or even the year before that, they would carry over, you know, that that demeanor, you know, uh or or the, the they'd be one one or two runs on the pole on the, the wrong end. Loss. It, it yeah. knocked them out of orbit for 30 Yeah, years. Exactly. That's a perfect example. And that was the Christmas game, right? around that time so yeah i I just i don't think that's the the case that's the case with these guys however um how they respond in the next two i I think it's going to be interesting because again it'll be without porzingis and i want to see how they how they do uh especially against a team like the pacers uh who've obviously you know made a trade to kind of up their chances and the the standings and all that and again it's just a character thing for me i want to see how they respond and and historically at least this season they've, they've they've usually responded in a good way in a big way. Yeah. One thing you've heard last year to go back to what Joe Sway said there too, after certain games would be uh, doubts about the game plan. Right, John, remember that next game last year, Jalen said, yeah, we shot way too many threes in this one. And I think Malcolm at different points called into mm. question some of the things they did. Yeah, you you heard a lot that, of that no. throughout the course of the regular season this year. And I think the messaging and the, uh, stance by players and coaches alike has been pretty collective after losses this year. And uh, I think that's a big reason I've been confident in Joe this year is that he's been able to maintain such an aligned locker room. Uh, You know, there'd be spots certainly uh, this season, especially early, maybe after that Hornets game where guys could have been like, yeah, you know, I don't know how I'm being used right now. I don't really know my role. That hasn't happened at all uh, this season. So I think that's a big reason that they haven't had extended walls. Well, I mean, it hasn't happened because it was established early, despite the protestations of Bobby Manning, who kept wanting to insert Al Horford into the starting lineup. It we'll just call it. We'll just call it top six. We'll call it top six, John. The from top the six, moment, yeah, top six was established. Our, our six starters, our six starters. From the <laughs> moment they traded for Holiday, you knew what this was going to look like. Every, almost everybody knew, um, and then it's locked, right? And then it was yeah. Horford, and even I mean, Joe went as far as to say it, like we got friggin' you know our top six and Peyton and Luke and uh and Sam and that's pretty much our guys mm-hmm. so I mean there's been no change to that all year all we is the get ready crew has been running open auditions all year you know for who could be the 10th guy or step they in, stay know, ready injuries. John they don't get ready they're always yeah, ready. They stay ready they stay ready SRC Sorry. man don't get it twisted stay ready crew <laughs> SRC they stay ready right all right, right, right. But other than that, there's nothing to mess around. Last year, you did have the who's – I mean, you had the three guards and you're, you're closing with the wrong lineups all the time. Sometimes Rob comes back, double big, no double big, what are we doing? It was a little bit more confusing. I felt like they were – Joe was feeling it out. He actually didn't have it. Based on just the personnel this year, they actually don't have the ability – so I don't know how much I'm putting it on Joe. When Joe had a bit of a – a more complicated situation. He kind of made a mess out of it last year. This year, it's so basic. Any one of us could coach the team, at least through the first couple quarters, you know, like just 
do you guys play and then uh, I'll see you later. You know, like, so again, yeah, I, it's why I don't give coaches tons of blame and I don't give, cause I don't, but get it's the messaging too, especially yeah. steering them out of some of the losses and different things they need to emphasize. Uh, this game interests me in particular, because after that Warriors game that you mentioned, John, they admitted they had to revamp the offense a little bit, change some things, pick up their pace, especially to avoid uh, some of the switching defenses they were going to go against. And one of them was the Clippers, who they beat for 145 points in that uh, game right before Christmas there. So uh, they have figured out that, I'd say, biggest issue they have are te- in, in teams that are able to switch one through five against them and you know, be a little bit more disruptive on the defensive side of the ball, slow them down, grind them into a halt, really flatten out their offense. Those are the teams, and the Warriors have done a great job with it. I'm trying to think of some other teams. Timberwolves did it well, I felt like, uh, especially with some of the stuff they did with their big men. Uh, Joe thought they pulled up the big and, you know, were able to get in some passing lanes here in ways that really just made the Celtics very uncertain of what they were doing offensively and I think you saw it most in those possessions Horford had in the high post he's such a decisive smart passer John in this game he just looked like a mess Uh, this was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play obviously he didn't score missed all his shots but he also didn't make good plays with the ball in his hands here and he's a guy you rely on for that especially with Porzingis down so they were tough on him they forced turnovers on him Tatum all the primary ball handers and you know, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but I feel like this is probably the first game ever where White and Horford didn't make a shot in a game, uh, which is a pretty big part of their lackluster offensive performance here. So it was definitely a missed shots game, but it was also a schematic win for the Clippers who were able to do some things defensively that really threw the Celtics off. Yeah, really threw them off. Um Day four of my exclusively adult virgin voyage. I've come to discover a new version of me. One that prefers relaxing on my private balcony hammock without a co-worker in sight. Instead of staring at them on a video call from home, much prefer. Come set sail on an award-winning adult Sony voyage. To learn more, visit virginvoyages.com or contact your travel advisor today. Now we're voyaging. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like UGG, Samsung, and Expedia. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use. And you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. That's Rakuten. And again, I hate the missed shots thing. I really do. I do too. Mm, Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like you made it so hard for them that I started, I felt like the Celtics, like the, some of the not layouts, but some of the takes of the rim could have should have come easy, you know. <laughs> but it didn't. But because they were the, the 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 few that did come easy, 
they would miss him because I feel like they were so used to that resistance. And that's just a sign of a great defense, just handling you mentally throughout the first two and a half quarters, you know, especially in that third where they really broke things open. And that was the game. You know, I hate, you know, I hate it, John. They're not going into the film room tomorrow and throwing up their hands and saying, we just missed shots. Let's go home. Like, it's not that simple a lot of the times to me. Like, I think it almost, especially, you know, when they've said it in different spots, is trying to pull some of the credit away from what their opponent did there. And again, like, you know, I'm asking certain things the Clippers did well after this game. Clearly, they yeah, came into but- this game with an approach that was effective and disruptive and that's human highlighted nature, a weakness for Boston. Right. I think that's human nature. You know, nobody wants to admit like, oh, geez, they just did stuff I'm we can't deal with. You know, like if, if it happens over a seven game series, you're you're forced to acknowledge, okay, they, yeah. they did it. But as a one off, it is very easy to say like, you know, we do one or two things differently. We could have turned this game around. A couple of those shots fall, and you really do think that. And I think a lot of people think that. Well, was that the case here? It might not be the case, but it's easy for a player to think it because it's just, you know, the last they've got egos and rightfully so they're, you know, uh, they, they have every reason to believe that they're, 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 you know, they're the shit. So I, I don't think they walk away from this thing and they're like, oh man, we faced those guys where we got some problems because they really did some things to us. I think they're thinking, okay. Next time, not going to be that, not going to be like this. I'll tell you that. Right. So I don't think they, I don't think they, I, I don't think they look at it that way, but we do. I mean, Scal yeah. said it a hundred times during the broadcast. This is the this might be the most complete team they've played. You know, like this team really gave them fits. <laughs> you know, um, I think know, it's like, the I, most. I think it's the most compatible, top to bottom team, or comparable rather to comparable. Boston spreading out. And uh, you know, Joe Sway <laughs> and I did a pregame video. Joe Sway was pretty convinced that they were going to lose this game, and. Uh, yeah. You look at what you're facing on the other side, especially when Kawhi's in there, and he was so efficient in this game again. So at ease. You can't speed him up. You can't scheme to really stop him because he has so much around him, and he's really not the point of attack as a passer now because they have Harden. They're able to do a lot on both ends of the floor that if this was the finals, and it very well could be, Harden aside, and that's a conversation for another day, You'd be very worried about this team in a playoff series, I think. Um, you know, they definitely don't have a they don't have a very intimidating road environment. Um, you know, like maybe some other teams would, but this team's for real. They look like they're for real. They have a lot, especially at the big man position too. I mean, you're down Zubac and you put Plumley out there, who's being disruptive, and then Tice comes off the bench with 16 and three blocks. They got a lot. They're deep. They have scorers and creators at so many different positions. And, again, they weren't great offensively in this one. They were pretty flat, too. But defensively, they did some stuff that really impressed me. Yeah, no question, man. You can't forget who's uh, who's leading this team, right? And Ty Lue, <clears throat> his coaching staff, obviously Celtics background, but also just experienced guys who could weave their team through a best-of-seven series and give them a shot in that game seven, if you ask me. It's a coin flip, hypothetically, right? If these two teams were to meet each other. It's a coin flip, honestly, uh, in a best-of-seven series. It's going to be, a, if you ask me, probably going to be a lot harder for the Clippers to get there compared to the Celtics. But if oh, that definitely. were to happen, if that were to happen hypothetically, man, we, that would be one heck of an NBA Finals series. Absolutely. Yeah, and again, I just don't, I, I don't get caught up in, um, like, finals preview stuff because you just got to get there. 
Yeah. And then at that point, you're facing a pretty damn good team. You could say good things about anybody who's going to possibly be there. And the Clippers are right. one of them. Denver's one of them. Denver's the other yeah. one I was going to say. Yeah. And you, talk, and you talk about OKC and Minnesota. Everyone thinks they might be upstarts and it's a little too soon, a year too soon. They're too young. So I think you look at, I like that. Yeah. That's I think you are. look at those two teams the most and say, you know, okay, we've seen them. We've seen them here. Got it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you're not really oh, we were, with, oh, there but, you go. Yeah, kind of that was weird. For a second. Yeah. Oh, so you're not really concerned with the finals matchup because once you get there, you're like, great. Uh, you know, we made it. So, um, right, right. The, the, the momentum the is complete. The momentum is completely different, right? Is Luke okay, though? That's the thing. That's what we're really going to get to. Probably long term, but he's definitely going to miss a little time here, I would think, if he came up lame with the hamstring. So, you know, not a huge deal, but simultaneously with Porzingis, it's not ideal, uh, especially coming in the Monday's game against Zion. Uh, that gives us back Pelicans to back on Monday, up right? Yeah. yeah, it gives us a chance to fall it's in love with time. Kata all over again. Kata yeah. time. Yeah. It could be a I, game there where Kata has to start. I think that's the move for Monday for sure because on the second half of that second half of that no, back, I think back it's, you want one of those guys back in and mix. Oh, that's a good point because it's an East matchup, but matchup yeah. wise, it's tough because both those front lines are pretty. Because Al's not going to play. Al, Al won't play Tuesday unless you sit him for Monday, which I'd be surprised. Well, I thought you just said the opposite. You want to play him against Indy, right? Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like I, I, I would like them to line it up that way so that. You know, you don't have to worry about bringing bringing back Porzingis. I, before you hopped on, Bobby, I don't I don't like the idea of bringing him back throughout this back to back stretch. I want to see this team uh, continue without him at least for the next uh, three days. Yeah, no, I think you play Horford against Indy. Right. Well, that's what I mean though, because then if you sit him, you have him for against Indy instead of not having either one. Yeah, I mean but Monday listen, Monday would be the would be the Kata game. Listen, we've seen them down a couple bigs and figure it out. Ten and two without Porzingis. Lamar this year Stevens into playing this one. the five. Yeah. They won a game with Lamar Stevens starting, so they'll figure it out. It's not completely. Is that the Orlando some, game? Yeah, one of the two Orlando games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've been here before, namely that mini series, and they succeeded in that spot. So again, you come away from this one. Maybe if they were like five and five, John, or if this was a crunch time loss where they've been a little shaky without Porzingis, you say that's a major issue here. But this is unlike any game they've really played so far without uh, Porzingis here. I guess the one thing you would look at here, and I know Drew got asked about it after, is you know, a modest record against the league's best teams. The one and one against the Bucks, which obviously you kind of flush that loss. Uh, the Nuggets loss. Uh, you know, mixed results against Philly and, you know, some of the, and that's going to be the case for any team really, going up against the top teams in the league. Uh, but they, they're haven't been the best against some of the top competition in the league. You got that Thunder well, so, loss, one and one against the Wolves. So I put that out there. Their last four games, and I tweeted it uh, earlier. They're one and three in their last four games against the other top five among the top five teams. The top four records, five records in basketball: Celtics, OKC, Minnesota, uh, the Bucks, and the uh, Clippers. Uh, their last run through that uh, that 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 you know those teams: two blowout losses, Bucks 
and Clippers. Bucks was the back-to-back, but again, they played everybody. They just didn't show up. Clippers, again, no Porzingis, didn't show up. Nuggets, they lost to with a full lineup, <clears throat> which was a bummer because that was a very winnable game, and they did beat Minnesota, that come-from-behind game, also without Porzingis, and they um, <clears throat> they were able to win that one in overtime. That was a good game there. Um, so, again, that's your last foray through the top teams in the NBA, and again, Everyone's going to say, oh, small sample size. They beat them last time. And you're right. They beat Minnesota. Uh, they lost to them the time before that. Um, you know, they've beaten Philly, you know, recently. Uh, they've lost a couple to Indiana. I think two of their last three to Indiana. So <clears throat> you're playing better teams. Really, that's all that matters. Like, that's who you're sizing yourself up against. There's some really good teams out there. And so that's why when you get well, these Well, what games, we're really learning, John, is that they're not miles, and we said this last year when they had that ridiculous start. They're not miles and miles better than anybody, uh, and that's obviously well, the last case. year we were saying they were because I really do think there is. I think you can have off nights at any given time. I still think there's a bit of separation between them and the other teams in the East, but we've seen like a night. The Celtics can look bad, and other teams can occasionally make them look bad. It's just what happens over a seven game series. Over one game, I'm not super worried. Um, you know, and I'm not going to overreact necessarily to a win or a loss there, but um, but you're really only sizing yourself up against six, seven, eight teams total. And so when they come into town, the Denver or the Clippers, or you go to Milwaukee, you're kind of like, all right, let's see what we got. And when you when you have two incredibly disappointing games like they had against Milwaukee and tonight, and then you have a letdown against Denver, it's a little deflating. It it, it deflates that unstoppable kind of balloon that, you know, that, 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 you know, that, that everyone kind of, you know, the, the pedestal we've kind of put them on. Yeah, yeah man. I and, thought they, uh, I thought they found their stride this season. Honestly, going into this game, I thought this would be a great way to start the homestand. I mean, I, I thought this would be a tough one. I just didn't expect the, the, the gap to be this large uh, between the, in the final score, but yeah, um, I want to see this team respond, but I also want to see what, Tatum and Brown, you know, go back to what they were doing, you know, how they got out to the start, especially uh, with what happened on the road and coming into this, coming into this homestead. So we'll see how they respond. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we will. Uh, Bobby, anything else to wrap it? we got a bunch of games coming. We're going to keep this one a little short tonight, uh, but we got a lot coming back with a packed week of games uh, from the Garden. Anything? Good matchups, too. Good matchups. Yeah, not, nothing particular from this one. Obviously, they just got blown away. Um, I, di- I did find it interesting that they couldn't get to their post-ups here, couldn't get to the offensive rebounds, couldn't get to some of those other things that they've used to balance themselves out this year. And listen, those are things that make you feel good about them, that they have some counters to bad shooting nights. I actually looked. Um, they're over 500 when they shoot below league average from three. Uh, and that remains the case after this game. I think they're like 11 yeah. and 8 or something like that. And they've been much better at that this year. Yeah. I think it was like 13 and 19 last year. So that's a big point of improvement if you're comparing the seasons. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so as we said, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry we're a little late. The entire crew was down at the garden, and uh, Josue was trying to figure out where to go from. It was loud everywhere he went, so we do apologize there. Yeah, we have fan appreciation thing going on. So, yeah, a lot of people after the game hanging around. Bunch of games. Everybody enjoy your Sunday. We've got uh, games coming back Monday and Tuesday, and then what, Thursday and again on the Lakers weekend. Thursday. So, Saturday. Lakers Thursday. Lakers Thursday. So we are jam-packed. We've got nonstop uh, action here. Uh, So make sure you check it out. 
We are going to say goodnight to y'all, and we'll see y'all on Monday. Wait, Amit's got an outro for us, I think. No, he doesn't. He said he was going to work on an outro. He had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Forfeit's out. I, don't, I think it's an option. <laughs> that did not sound like a chair. It was a freaking chair. It does sound like a chair.